Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor, your host, and also known as the Private Money Authority. And if you're brand new to the show, I want to give you a special welcome. We talk about all things real estate investing here, from single-family houses to commercial to land to everything you can think of. How to get funding for your deals, how to find deals, how to find motivated sellers before other real estate investors know they exist, and etc. 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 And so, if you've been tuning in and uh, following the show, you know I've had just some amazing guests and experts here since we launched the show a little bit over a year ago. You're part of a movement. We've hit almost 200,000 downloads and listens. And so, if you are tuning in from iTunes, be sure to uh, subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss out on any of this fantastic guests that I have on here. If you're watching one of our YouTube channels, be sure to subscribe and hit the uh, hit the bell so uh, you'll be notified when we go live. Before I bring on my guest today, which you are going to be totally fascinated with, I got a free gift for everybody, and that is if you're looking for more funding for your real estate deals uh, without having to rely on hard money lenders or mortgage brokers or loan companies, I've got a free online class just waiting for you to go uh, learn the five steps of how to get millions of dollars in funding like I have uh, very quickly. Uh, and so that website is www.jayconner.com forward slash money podcast. That's jayconner.com forward slash money podcast. Well, my guest today has become a very dear friend. We've gotten to know each other over the years. We've shared stages together. 
And, you know, since we launched the show, I have yet to have a self-storage guest on here. And there's a reason. In my opinion, and I am telling you like it is, my guest, Scott Myers, is the foremost, period, authority when it comes to self-storage. That's why I haven't had anybody else. And secondly, he's like travels the world all the time, and it's hard to get him nailed down to get him on the show. But before I bring Scott on, I want to tell you just a little bit about his background because he's got the credentials like nobody else. He's known, as I said, as the nation's expert in self-storage. Now, a few years ago, he was a penniless landlord in the single-family rental and apartment business, and then he began investing in self-storage. So we are both spiritually-minded guys. So to put it in his words, he saw the light. And quickly sold all of his single family rentals and apartments to create this empire. He calls it a small empire. I call it an empire of self-storage facilities nationwide. Now, his company's focus on syndicating self-storage deals and helping others launch their own self-storage business to enjoy a lifestyle free from tenants and toilets and trash. As a matter of fact, because we cross paths quite a bit, I have run into a lot of his students that have learned from him about self-storage and he has got a long long list of very very successful students in self-storage that have quit the day jobs gone full-time and are really enjoying the freedom that he and his family enjoy as well so he's the principal in 30 facilities totaling over 7,000 units he's got over 1 million square feet of storage and he's also the founder and the president of selfstorageinvesting.com. You definitely want to take a note of that website, selfstorageinvesting.com. He's got a leading self-storage education company that offers courses, live events, mentoring, and coaching. And so his company was started back in 2006 for the purpose of acquiring and developing and operating self-storage facilities. And he's raised over $20 million in syndicates and private equity partnerships to fuel their growth. So Scott and I have got a lot in common, particularly when it even comes to the private money world. So with that introduction, Scott mm -hmm. Myers, my dear friend, welcome to the show. Well, my gosh, Jay, thanks so much and uh, happy to be here. Absolutely. So Scott, we've got about 20 minutes for uh, today's mm -hmm. show. So I don't want to take up much time with rambling. I want us to go ahead and jump right in. So how did you get interested in self-storage and how and what happened that caused you quickly to, as you say, mm -hmm. see the light? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I think like most folks, um, we break into the real estate business by buying a, a single family house. And that's uh, what it started for me back in 1993. Uh, I had um, another uh, a dear friend, mentor to uh, pretty much uh, all of us, Carlton Sheets, bought his home study system and followed along his program and uh, bought my first rental house and uh, rehabbed it, refinanced it, pulled cash out to go then buy two more, rented it out, you know, with the, the goal of, you know, at that time, he talks about 175 to $225 a month in positive cash flow. And so, yeah, that's we were rolling along buying houses, continue to just uh, rinse and repeat. And what we found, however, is that, you know, all it took was for a tenant or two to, to leave the portfolio and there went the profitability in, in a year's time. Uh, with the turnaround costs and lost rent and chasing that. So I thought, well, okay, economies of scale will fix this. I'll just work a little bit harder and ramp things up. So I got into apartments and started buying uh, apartments. And we already had about 80 houses and I wasn't experiencing the freedom and all the cash flow that Carlton and all, and all the other gurus talked about. So I 
thought, I, well, I'll ramp it up and buy apartments and, you know, have management companies run them, be rid of a lot of the management headaches myself. And, you know, having a, a whole lot of units will, you know, cure this problem. Well, all they did was just create more units with more problems. And so now in we other have words, In other words, in other words, volume will fix it, right? I'm losing, ten, I'm losing 10,000 on this one. So I'll do a hundred more, right? Uh, the braid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Somehow the math didn't work out uh, as you can imagine. And so, you know, it, I mean, it's, it, it's a tough, that's a, it's just a tough nut. I mean, uh, until you get to that, that, that critical, you know, point where you, you cross that line of either bringing management in house or, you know, where the expenses uh, do catch up, you know, just um, running up even, you know, a few hundred houses is it, it's kind of tough to, to make that work, especially to weather an economic cycle or anything else uh, unforeseen. And so that's what we were faced back. This is back in 1999 and 2000 with that, right. uh, that recession, the one prior to the, the Great Recession, when then the administration, the president um, came out with the Community Reinvestment Act and felt, well, They'll spark the economy uh, by offering this act whereby anybody who could make, basically walk into a bank and fog a mirror can get a, a, a loan for a home. I remember. And, so, and they did. And our, our tenants left in droves and who could blame them? I mean, that was uh, the best time in, in our nation's history that they could uh, do that. Well, then we were faced with uh, some high, high vacancy uh, rates and then expensive costs to try to rehab those to then sell because that's what the market was uh, proving at this point is that we had to, to sell. So we made it through that only for five to six years later to see, you know, the, unfortunately, the, the downfall, um, the extreme downfall of that community reinvestment act. Now those loans were defaulting and here we go. 2008 is the second time around on the, you know, the second um, you know, pitfall with that um, horrible, horrible act. So then um, we found ourselves at, at that point, we had been buying self-storage facilities. And I realized that, you know what, at this point, it wasn't the, the business model or even the economy. And the problem was, is that, Tenants have more rights than the landlords do, and uh, they can skip out, they can destroy your property, and, and the courts will call it non-payment of rent and excessive wear and tear. You know, well, in my book, it's stealing and it's, you know, defaming our property. I mean, the things that they were doing. And so when you take the, the tenants and the toilet out of the equation, you're left with two other forms of real estate, uh, or else I was going to throw in the towel, and that's parking lots and self-storage. And so I started looking into self-storage realize that if they don't pay, if, uh, if your clients are not tenants because they don't live there, if they don't pay, you lock them out and then you sell their stuff off and you recoup your money. And I was like, hey, that's good. And then when we uh, do a turn on them, you know, it wasn't replacing or you know, cleaning or replacing carpet and drywall and, you know, lost rent and all those other issues. Basically, we, we were left with an empty unit, which is a steel box on a concrete slab. And you take a broom and sweep it out or a blower and in, in 30 seconds, blow it out and you move in the next person waiting in line. So, to answer your question, it was uh, the sum of total of uh, not having to deal with tenants and toilets and the courts, and then my turns being a, a blower and a broom to sweep them out and then moving the next person waiting in line. That's when I saw the light and realized that this business is set up for the investors to win, not for the tenants to win. And so we sold all our houses and apartments and then uh, just went uh, whole hog into self-storage and and I uh, haven't turned back. I only own one house and it's uh, the one that I live in and sometimes work out of as I am this afternoon. <laughs> I got you. When uh, you were just mentioning, and I was just making a note as you were mm -hmm. talking, I wanted you to list the benefits of self-storage as, you know, contrasting to other real estate investing, but you just <laughs> hit on some of them. I mean, mm -hmm. but if you were like to give a yeah, list yeah. of those benefits, what comes to mind? Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think, uh, the, first of all, you know, when you realize <laughs> when we sold our last apartment complex, my wife said, and that was the last of any residential we had, we have already gotten rid of the houses, our last apartment complex. She goes, what do you notice that's different this morning? And I said, 
I don't know, your hair? Did you get a haircut? You know, you never know with a loaded question like that. <laughs> and she said, uh, no, she said, you know, it's quiet. It's extremely quiet. And it was, you know, we didn't have the phone calls, even from the management companies or anybody else. It was just quiet because we had, and at this point we had several hundred units, but it was just people's stuff and the stuff doesn't call. As we said, the, the, the beauty of self-storage is the fact that we have the protection of the lien laws versus eviction laws. And so under the lien laws in every state, when a, when a client is uh, late, then we lock them out. We have the right legally to do so. And then after 90 days, we can auction their unit off and recoup our money, just like the storage wars and all the other shows on TV. It's, you know, the rule of thumb in houses and apartments is uh, 10 hours a week for every 100 units or so. And then in, in self-storage is 10 hours a week for every 400. So Ooh, really, are, yeah, it's, it's, it's just the little amount that we have to spend in, in oversight and management of self-storage. It's a you know four to one just because it's stuff. It's not tenants that we're chasing or writing letters to because they're acting badly, parking on the lawn, fighting with each other, fireworks, dogs pooping everywhere. <laughs> we just don't have those, those management headaches. And then the, probably the, the best, as far as an investment standpoint, whether you're an investor passively or actively, it's just, it's the recession-proof and inflation-proof sector of the economy. When times are good, we buy more stuff and we store more stuff. When we head into a recession, people downsize, businesses downsize, and they put even more stuff into storage. So it, it continues to go up and to the right when times are good, <clears throat> but during a recession, it, it spikes and we get the hockey stick effect and storage actually does better. And that's also at the same time that, that developers have a tough time finding funding, which means there's less development. So we have the perfect storm during a recession, which is this huge increase in demand and less uh, supply coming online. So, you know, we're really getting ready. Our Super Bowl is coming up here in this next uh, correction, and we have a war chest of equity partners and cash. So we're getting ready to take advantage of some of these properties where the owners didn't um, really build value into them and they have different ratios in their refinance. They bought it at a 80% LTV and now they can only refinance at 65 to 70 and they'll have to give it back to the bank or developers who maybe, you know, lost their credit lines when, you know, just like the last, well, several recessions um, that happens and we're going to step into some of those projects as well. So for all those reasons, you know, we love self-storage and we're getting ready and, and uh, we, we love it. Times are great. Good for self-storage. When we head into a recession or correction, it's even better. So um, yeah, that, that's, that's the business amazing. model that we love.